Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study on Christ our Healer. Once again, that is Christ our Healer. And I hope that you have been enjoying the study. I hope that it has been a benefit to you. Uh, perhaps some of you are walking and healing. That would be uh, something that would be pretty neat to go and to look at and to see because we know that God, He created the world. And when He created the world, He created it to be good. He didn't create sin to be in the world. In fact, He created it with no sin. And so, therefore, there was no sickness, there was no illness, there was no death. He didn't design for you to have sickness, illness, and death. In fact, he created the world in order, uh, well, with the design of you being healthy, of you going and having a purpose and fulfilling that purpose. And of course, that health is part of that purpose, as sickness is one of those things that can hold you back from fulfilling what God has called you to do. We've also seen that healing is part of God's character. He is Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Rapha. And of course, as Jehovah Rapha, that flows from his character, that's also part of Christ's purpose as he came to, of course, save us from our sin, but also along with that, he's destroying the works of sin and the effects of sin. And therefore, we have in Isaiah 53, five, by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Now today, well, I guess also I should say that we've seen many practical things as well, whether that's being connected to the church and uh, being under the, the authority that God sets up. Uh, and of course, simple acts of obedience. It's been uh, the prayer of faith that we've seen. We've seen that the prayer of faith is not enough. We need more than just the prayer of faith. We also need a righteous prayer. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need to have righteousness there. Uh, we've also seen that we need to be attached to God's word and that we need to remember the benefits of course, that God brings. And this is one of the benefits, and that is that he heals us. He heals us. Today, we're going to be continuing this series, and we're going to be looking at Psalm uh, 41 and also Psalm 66, and we're going to see an interesting principle here that, that really flows from this idea of confession and, of course, not having sin in our life, but taking care of that sin. That confession is necessary, but then we're going to also be seeing something that is maybe not thought of often when it comes to healing, but we see a promise right here in God's Word, and we know that God never reneges on His promises. We know that He doesn't write rubber checks. They don't bounce, but they are checks that actually cash. But let's start in Psalm 41. It says this, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil of me. When will he die and his name perish? And if he comes to see me, he speaks lies. His heart gathers iniquity for itself. When he goes out, he tells it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me, they devise my hurt and evil disease. They say, uh, clings to him, and now that he lies down, he will rise up no more. 
Even my own familiar friend, whom I trusted, whom I ate bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you are well pleased with me, because my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And then we're also going to read Psalm 66. It says this, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to the Lord, how awesome are your works through the greatness of your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see the work of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. He has turned the sea into dry land, and they went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. Oh, bless our Lord, or excuse me, our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved? For you, O oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You have brought us into the net. You have laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer your burnt sacrifices of fat animals and with sweet aroma of rams. I will offer bulls with goats. Selah, come and see and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried out to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me and has attained excuse me, attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away from my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Now we see here an important principle, one that we've touched on already, but we're going to expand upon it just a little bit here. And that is in verse 18. It says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Now we know from reading James 5, the last few days here, that prayer, the prayer of faith, that is important. And of course, a prayer of a righteous man avails much. And then we saw, of course, yesterday that Elijah prayed, prayed, and prayed again. He prayed, he prayed earnestly, and he prayed again there. Those are three words once again for prayer. It's that idea of praying, praying, and praying again. We know that prayer, when it comes to healing, is something that is absolutely 100% vital. And so, of course, that means that it's important that God hears us when we pray. And so if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. Now, this, of course, has great impact when it comes to the prayer of healing. We need to be praying in such a way that the Lord will hear us, but if we're regarding iniquity, God is not going to hear us. And what does it mean when it comes to, you know, regarding iniquity in our heart? 
Well, this means that instead of going and making sin a place, or, or our lives, a place where sin is not welcomed, but it is uncomfortable in our lives, that, that it doesn't want to stay here. It's that we're giving harbor to sin. It's that we're going and giving sanctuary to sin. It's that we're going and we are allowing sin to dwell in our lives consistently. That we're just letting sin hang out in our life, just letting it be there. That's what it means to go into regard iniquity in our heart. And then what is the promise here? It is that the Lord will not hear us. Well, if the Lord's not going to hear us, that means that we're not going to have the prayer of a righteous man, of course, because we're regarding sin and iniquity in our heart. And then it means we're also not going to have the prayer of faith because it's not going to make it there to God where God's choosing not to listen to our prayers. He's not regarding our prayers because we have regarded sin in our life. And that means it doesn't matter if we pray, pray, pray again, because our, sin, our, our prayer is not being effective because of our sin. That's a problem. That's a big problem to go and have, especially if you're praying for healing. That's a big problem. But I want to remind us also of James 4.17 so that we remember a little bit about sin. It says this, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. You see, sin is not just that idea of, well, you know, there's bad things that are out there. There's a negative that you could do, and that's sin. Well, that's true. But it's also the lack of a positive. If you go and you see something that you ought to do, something that is good to go and to do, and you choose not to do it, if you go and you say, look, I'm not going to do all within my power to do what is right, you see something that's good right there and you say, nah, I don't want to do it, guess what? That's also sin. That's also sin. In fact, I would go as far to say that these are sins that we commit more often and they're sins that we are going to probably regret more as Christians. You know, it is one of those things that you really regret it is not doing what you ought to have done. That person that you should have witnessed to, that person that you should have shown the kindness of God to, the love of God to, that person that you should have gone and encouraged, that, that thing that you should have gone and done for God, that thing that you should have gone and gotten into this kind of service for God to actually go and to step out into faith and trust God. Well, those are the things that you're going to regret most in your life. But I want to come back to Psalm 41, because here's the practical thing when it comes to healing that I really wanted to touch on here this morning. And it's found in the first three and four verses. It says this, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will uh, be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. We see here this concept of considering the poor, of considering the poor. This is probably something you haven't thought of much when it comes to healing, but God gives a promise. Blessed is he who considers the poor. And then we come down to verse three, the Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will, be, you will sustain him on his sickbed. If you are struggling with healing, but you have given nothing to the poor, 
You never reach out to the poor. You, you, you don't have a plan to go to reach out to the poor. You're not being generous with what God has given you. Well, guess what? If you are shut up in the generosity that God has given to you, if you are going and, and clamming up and you're saying, look, with the things that God has given me, I'm not going to go and to extend those to others. I'm not going to go and to be a blessing to others. Well, guess what God is going to say? I'm not going to be a blessing to you. I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to heal you. I'm not going to come and visit you on your sickbed. I'm not going to sustain you on your sickbed. I'm not going to strengthen you on your bed of illness. Why? Why? Well, it's because God calls us to be generous. It's because God is the giver of our blessings, and he doesn't want to give to somebody who has a clenched fist He wants to give to somebody who has an open hand, and part of that open hand is that then you are a vessel for God's blessing. With what you have been blessed by God with, you ought to go and to bless others with that. This is something that is is just amazing to stop and to think about because, yeah, you've probably thought about the prayer of faith. Yeah, you've probably thought about confessing your sins. Yeah, you've probably, uh, you, you know, thought about being connected to God's word and how, you know, you, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I'm not getting healing because, you, you know, I'm not going to church or something like that. Those are things that you probably think about, but it's pretty easy to overlook generosity. But you know, the Bible is clear. What you sow, you will also reap. If you go and you are generous with the blessings that God gives you and you're going and blessing others, what is it that you will reap? You're going to reap blessing. And guess what? Healing is a blessing. I know that's a crazy concept, that healing, that we would categorize it as a blessing. No, of course it's a blessing. So you need to go and to bless others. And specifically here, it's saying those who are in need, those who are poor, That is who God is saying, go and bless those. And then what does it give us a promise of? The Lord will strengthen you on your sickbed or on your bed of illness, and he will sustain you on your sickbed. You can call upon that promise. When you're sick and you say, Lord, I need strength. If you go and you say, Lord, I have considered the poor. I've done what your word has said. I am in obedience to you, and this is what you say you will do. You can go and boldly call upon the promises of God, and God will deliver. Why? Because he promised them, and he's faithful. But that means that you need to be praying in faith. It means that you need to have righteousness in your life. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. It means that you need to pray, pray, and pray again. It also means here, that you need to be connected to God's Word, that you need to be faithful to your church, get connected there. That's where grace flows. But it also means you need to consider the poor. You need to consider the poor. So today, I want to challenge you. Consider the poor, because if you do that, God gives a promise of healing. And of course, in doing so, you're in righteousness and you're avoiding sin. And if you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord's not going to hear you. And of course, to him who sees good and doesn't do it, to him as a sin. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, 
that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it The song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith Even now while you wait Lift up a victory shout Can believe it, the work has already begun.